Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet on KDRT 95.7 FM. I believe there are many ways to live life. I believe there are many journeys for us to take. We can learn from others to see what is possible for ourselves. I believe there are possibilities for all of us, not just the ones who've acquired great success, but including those of us who have stumbled, lost our way, or only saw closed doors. With this show, maybe you can now see a glimmer coming through the windows. I call that the windows of possibility. Each week, I bring a guest who represents those possibilities. They too have had their own struggles and uncertainty, yet somehow they have found their way. My guests are an example of what is possible when you continue, when you learn, leap, fall down, and get back up. I invite you into this space so you can ask yourself, if that is possible for them, what is possible for me? Really ask yourself that. I would love to connect with you. Please join me at www.com howshereallydoesit.com. And thanks for listening today. Four-time Olympian, 27-time All-American, and 16 national championships. Today's guest is Jill Sterkel, and she knows about success. She was the head coach of the University of Texas women's swim team from 92 to 2006, and she also understands leadership for women. She's one of the all-time great sports figures in swimming, Jill Sterkel's name is recognized in swimming circles around the world, and I have the pleasure to talk with her today about women leadership and success. Jill, thank you for being a guest today. Oh, thank you for having me. So, I, you know, you, you have, you've been in the sport for a really long time, and you've been around successful people, not just in the swimming world, but just in all facets of life. And I want to first go into, what is the mindset for success like? I think it. I think the the mindset kind of. It's kind of funny because you think your head, you know, mindset. But I think it starts with your heart and your gut. Like I think um, a drive is born within you, and then the mindset is kind of goes more to the cognitive. Like how do I achieve achieve that now? But I've I always felt in my career that um, I just had an a burning desire inside to try to be the best that I could be. And I would, you know, it's, it's, so it was just this, it was in me almost like, I don't want to say living in me, but it, I, I felt somewhat like it was. I just had a desire to improve. Mm-hmm. And, and this desire to improve, um, did you have doubt? Oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think all, I mean, I, I didn't dwell on doubts, um, but I, you know, I, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of an, I think when I was younger, 
I had less doubts. I think when you're younger, you're a little bit more naive and you don't take in maybe everything else that's around you or you don't, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I had success at a, at a very, very young age, you know, my first Olympics, I believe I had just turned 15 and I just, I didn't, I didn't have a concept of what the Olympics even were, you know, at that time, I mean, that was 76, you know, the, the, it wasn't so much in the media. I mean, you know, now today, most kids know what the Olympics are and it's a big deal. Back then, I don't really think I had the concept. So it, it, and I think as I got older and I knew, I learned more about the sport, sport about who's supposed to be fast or who's supposed to do this, I think more and more it opened the door for doubts to creep in um, because you almost kind of think too much. Um, and, and, you know, so I think there's, there, there's, you know, it's, it's kind of keeping a balance, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me, gosh, to remember even when I was, <laughs> when I was young, but you know, you were getting up and the goal was, you know, every time I got on the box, I was just going to race to win. I mean, that, that was the drive inside of me was to race to try to be the best mm-hmm. and, and very else, uh, you know, like, so I didn't doubt like, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? Because it was like it was like a game. You know, you get up and you and you do it. I think as you get older and maybe you know, kind of the stakes might become you might become more aware of the stakes. Well, if I get this place, I'll make the Olympic team. Or if I do this time, or if this person, you know, I can, you know this person beat me last time. I don't know if I can beat them. So you start, you know, taking in all this external information that probably is real detrimental to to just getting up and racing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I used to, as a coach, you know, it was like, in my opinion, there's no greater feeling than to touch the wall and have to be able to say you did the best that you could. Mm-hmm. You didn't, you know, you weren't afraid. You didn't, you know, you executed the race the way you were supposed to. You didn't hold back. You didn't protect yourself. You just went out and did the best you could do. And if you do that, you win no matter what happens because you've given everything you can. And, you know, so, you know, it's really trying to, I think, teach people, you know, it's it's to, I don't know how you say it, internalize, like, what the sport is really supposed to be about, you know, because I think it can get really lost in the clutter of what our society says sport is. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And I think, you know, in, in... in my in my heart, sport is, you know, basically, you know, it's you stand up and you do the best that you can. Whether you're on a team, whether it's an individual sport, you know, and and if you do that, you succeed, and you get, you know, you learn from the mistakes that you make, you learn from the the successes that you have. But you know, it, it's it's and it's a continual process. You know, it's like you not don't just go to one meet and have arrived, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to, and, and partly because I swam over such a long period of time. I mean, there has been, you know, it's, it's, it's always a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, people not maybe in the sport world, they only see most of the time only see the successes, you know, society celebrates the successes, which is great, but they don't see all the work in the back behind the scenes mm-hmm. or behind the mountain process that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Well, this past summer, I, I got the opportunity to go to London for the Olympics. And it was so interesting because um, being there, I got there and I was like, wow, this is 
in the end, it was just another swim meet, right? I mean, it's on yeah. this huge stage, but it was another swim meet. And and then I realized that we see the Olympics, like, because I've spent so many years in my home on, on the other side of the TV screen, and I saw the Olympics through, I call it NBC eyes. I mean, I guess it's yeah. cast eyes now. But, <laughs> you know, it's they they put this image of what they want us to see. And what I saw was in some ways so different. It wasn't as sexy. I mean, there was a lot of just drudgery, you know, just getting to the event. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and so I think, you know, it's, it's, it's very well packaged for us on the other side. And I think that's, I think that, and you can tell me where I'm wrong is we, we think success looks like that, what we see through the TV instead of the, the ups and the downs, the roller coasters, the process, right. The disappointment, yeah. the heartache, you know, or the fact that maybe you don't want to get up and go and do this hard work, but you do anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, it's like, you know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, the the public or whoever's, you know, the NBCIs, you know, it, all you see is the end result. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, and there's drama all, all across the board in that, but you don't see, tip, I mean, I used to go to when I would go to Olympic trials or even watch the Olympics. It was exhausting to me because um, not when I was competing, but when I was watching, because it was like I knew the backstory to everybody who was competing and trying mm-hmm. to make the team or had made the team and was trying to do, you know, win a gold or their goal was to whatever it was, you know, and so you knew the whole backstory to it, and then to either see them, you know, accomplish it or fall short. And it was just like, oh man, you know, it's like that's that's cool. Like it, the the win was so much more rewarding to watch because you knew the backstory, or the the disappointment was that much more disheartening because you knew what that person had personally been through to get to where they were. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's like I think we you know TV wraps it up nice and neat and gives it to everybody, and it's like, gosh, but it's so much more than that, you know. And I think it's a big miss that kids or anybody they don't get the chance typically don't get the chance to learn from from how somebody got where they got mm-hmm. and every now and then they will tell the story which is nice but um most of the time we miss, we miss some of the best parts i guess yeah cuz there's so many great stories and journeys yeah. that are just you know and that's why i do the show and it's an hour long because i really want to dive into that of these of what's really possible for people Right or what are things that people can take and take away and then try to implement, especially when they get rid of the myth that you know success is overnight, or yeah. that there's never been disappointment. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. And so going back to you know when you, I loved what you said about you think it starts in the heart and the gut, and that seems to be very like visceral. And then it sounds like the mindset actually can potentially that's one of the things that can get in our own way when we start to have more information and knowledge, right? When you were 15, yeah. there's a bit of naivety. It's about, look, I'm just going to work really hard. I'm going to control it. I can control it. You don't really think about it. And then you start to get all this information, and that sounds like how we can get in our own way. Yeah, it's just start tripping over yourself, you know. It's like, and I I think you, you kind of said it a little bit there, is that, you know, learning to control what you can control and not worry about the things that you can't. You, you, you have no control over them, and if you waste your time worrying on things that you have no control over, it doesn't do you a lot of good. I don't know how fast my competitors are going to swim on a given day. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I don't know how I'm going to feel that day. 
you know, those are all things I, I can't control those. The only thing I can control is how I'm going to approach my race, my competition, and how I'm going to do the best that I can do. That's the, really the only thing that I have control over. Um, and that sounds really simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> more often than not, you, I mean, I think you can see, a, see, you know, lots of examples of where it's, it's hard to, to keep that in the forefront, I think. But I do think the successful people are the people who come out, you know, what, I guess what the world would, you know, say as the winner. Um, I think those people have a tendency to be able to, to really do that. Um, and I don't think the other thing I don't think is I, I think is that they don't let their disappointments sink them. Like a lot of times you'll see somebody, you know, ha- have you know a, a bad swim or you know not get what they want or whatever it is in, in their competition, and then it's like the whole world's going to end, you know, mm-hmm. and they just, they can't shake it off and move, move forward. And it's like, I really believe my whole career and I don't know how I learned it. If it was through my parents or if it was just, you know, innate, I don't, I don't know, but it was like anytime I didn't get what I wanted in, in terms of a, a race or a swim or a season, it was like to go back and look at that and try to figure out why, how, mm-hmm. you know, what did I do wrong? What, where can I be better? You know, and, and but and then use that to fuel me to to get through it, to break through and ha- and and to get to where it is I want to go. Um, you know, I I oftentimes tell, I mean, I, I call it my ugly metal story. You know, it was at a nationals. I was swimming. I was starting to swim butterfly more often, and um, in this particular race, I I got what I call the ugly medal because it wasn't like gold, silver, or, or bronze. It was the color of fourth through eighth that everybody else got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't what I wanted. And so I was like, okay, well, what can I do to get better? And I kind of identified a, some little things, you know, working on my walls, you know, um, not breaking, st- like I figured if I didn't break stroke in practice when I was training butterfly, I could, you know, that would be one thing I could do that could make me tougher, better, stronger, you know, work on my walls, do them, legally in practice <laughs> and not lazily. <laughs> and so I took that, I took that medal and I just set it on my dresser. And so it was, it was there. I saw it every day and it was just the reminder of what I had said to myself. You know, these are the things you said you were going to work on, work on them. And it, and it just sat there and, you know, you know, so when I went to, you know, it was, it was just one of those visual reminders. Okay. You know, and then when you're in practice, it's a lot harder to kind of, cop out and break stroke or, or not do your turn right because you've got that in kind of in the forefront of your mind. And I truly believe the little things across the board make up the big thing in the end. You know, and it's just like, there, like you said, there's no, there's no shortcut. There's no easy way to success. There's no secret, <laughs> you know. Well, there are secret pills you can take, but they're not legal. <laughs> <laughs> But there's no, there's no easy way to be great. Mm-hmm. And it takes daily, you know, you know, being consistent um, and consistent in all the different little areas, you know. Um, and you, I think you had mentioned about, you know, what, what gets people out of bed. I mean, I hated getting up for morning practice, when I, especially when I was younger. And my parents, you know, they were awesome because they would, you know, they'd come in and get me out of bed. And, they, you know, I, would, it, I wasn't the easiest person to get out of bed. <laughs> 
And, you know, they were like, you know, I, and I, I credit them tremendously because it was like, you know, we'll help you do this. If you don't want to do it, just let us know because I don't think they didn't want to be forcing me to get out of bed and go if there's something I didn't want to do. And I said, no, I need you to help me get out of bed. I need that help because I, I, w- I would oversl- I would oversleep or stay in my warm covers if I didn't have you there to help me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's important. Um, you know, it's not easy every day and not every day is a picnic and not every day do you want to go to practice. But, uh, you know, I would say more times it was more you know the exception when I missed a practice because of of something like that and well I think what you said about little things make uh, make up the big things I have the saying that I use is small hinges can move big doors right right because we like that yeah (laughs) and we we think that it has to be these big leaps or this like monumental thing but it can be these little small things that we do that can really change the trajectory of our life. Yes. And, and, and that actually, for, well, for a person like me, is much more doable than if I could think of, oh my gosh, I have to you know, totally change all of this. Then I just get stuck and don't do yeah. anything. Yeah, and it seems over, overwhelming. You know, it's like, um, you know, and I heard, I think it was John Neighbor, who was a former Olympic, uh, Olympic swimmer, mm-hmm talk about setting goals and, you know, it was just like, he'll hear kids, you know, say, I want to go to the Olympics. And it's like, okay, that's great. Well, what, what year, you know, so, you, you know, every, they're every four years. So maybe it's a 12 year, like in 12 years, maybe that's where I want to be. Well, so here you are now. And in 12 years, this is where you want to be. These are the things that you have to do, which is, it's a little like daunting, like, wow, I'm nowhere near that, but you have 12 years to do it. So if you break it down into small pieces, you know, and kind of keep your eye on the prize of what you said you wanted to accomplish, you know, it, it makes it a lot lot more realistic or maybe a lot more believable to believe in mm-hmm. because you can see it. Oh, I thought, okay, so if I have to get 12, I have to get 12 seconds faster, well, that's a second a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that how if you break that into a day, you know, so there's all different ways I think you can, you know, kind of, you know, goal setting and and, and having, you know, you you might have the giant thing that you're shooting for at the end, but you have all these smaller goals along the way, and it help kind of helps kind of I think forge a path for you to get to where it is you want to go. And I think that's important. And then the other thing that I took away from you know your journey was you talked about when you would make a mistake or you didn't get what you wanted, you would go back and review that experience and go, okay, well, what can I do better? And you you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't stop or give up or make it mean, oh, see, it's not possible. You wouldn't take that as yeah. evidence of, oh, well, this isn't possible. See, yeah, I can't really your goggles and say, I'm done, yeah. <laughs> I've always been, you know, when I was swimming, and again, I don't know where it came from. It just was in me. It was like I was never one to, like, you know, point fingers at other people. Like, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do this. I mean, it's me. This is my life. This is my swimming career. This is my race. You know, what, what can I do to get, get better if this is where I want to go? And um, as a coach, I, you know, I'd often tell kids, you know, you need to put a mirror in your locker because it's you. This is your life. This is what you're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the orchestrator as the coach. And if, you know, you think things, you know, need to be different, we can talk about those things. But the bottom line is you're responsible for making the choices to be great. And it's like, I think it's, I think it's easy and, and it, it's, I think it's a lot easier to point your finger at somebody else and be like, well, you didn't do this, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I think that's 
kind of the easy way out. I think you always have to self-reflect over, you know, what you did or didn't do well. And, and then how do you get better? I mean, and, and everything that, and that's not just sport. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that you do, um, I mean, that's the only way I know how to live. <laughs> well, I mean, and I think that's an important thing. So for those, my listeners who are like, Oh, here goes Corinne with her swimming stuff again, but is swimming, I think personally, and I'm totally biased is just a great place to learn about life. And and that's a big reason why I coach because I think it's a great way to learn about life. But all this stuff is applicable in parenting, in work, in your career. If you want to be an author and you want to write a book, what, yeah. what, if you want to become a doctor, right? I mean, being a doctor, that's a really lengthy process. Yeah. You know, all this stuff is applicable and it's just understanding you have this mindset and how can you transfer it to another area in one's life? Yeah. And I would say, you know, I'm a fairly new parent. I have a six-year-old son and it's by far the hardest thing I have ever done (laughs) in my life. I mean, swimming and training for the Olympics or going to the Olympics was like a piece of cake. (laughs) I mean, I have have never, you know, and, and, and my son's wonderful, but it's just, you talk about, I mean, I mean, having to be on your game 24 mm-hmm. seven and, and, you know, and, and in my opinion, you know, the, I mean, to, the, to win gold medal is great. Yeah. But to raise a child who's going to be, you know, a wonderful asset to society is a lot, a lot more. That's a, for me, it's a lot bigger prize, Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, and I think one of the hard things with our generation the, of of younger kids today is the you know it's just the way the way the I guess the um, the things that are available that, to them that that are different you know it's everything is immediate and mm-hmm. you know they have access to so many things which is and I don't think any of them are bad but it's like I think they lose a little bit of sight on maybe you know doing the little things and kind of keeping your nose to the grindstone that it just doesn't happen overnight that it takes time because everything is, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like the person who walked uphill every day in the snow, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, I think, I think, um, I think there is this programming. I mean, I have a, um, I've raised, I'm raising, I've raised four kids and I, my youngest two are, um, 13 and 11 and the older two are in their twenties and there's just a difference in parenting the two different groups, right? Because technology has changed. Yeah. Right. Watching TV in our house is not a problem. <laughs> yeah. But like, as I was explaining to my, the junior highs, I was like, we have these little things that now have TVs on them, right? Their little iPods have YouTube. So you can say, well, don't yeah. watch TV. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then you find out they're watching TV on YouTube. <laughs> right. But yeah. they call it YouTube. So they're not breaking the rule. But yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I call it, I call it, and even I can get this way, and I have to remind myself, I call us Googleizers, right? We we have a problem, we have a question, we go to Google, and it tells us what to do. Yeah, yeah. My 13-year-old has learned how to cook this way, right? That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, she's like, oh, and she goes and watches a video, and then she's, she's, pretty much taught herself that and she she's like you in the sense she has a growth mindset of okay if it doesn't turn out perfectly what can I learn from it and it'll be better next time right and but the but the other the downside of it is is that if you have that instantaneous feedback 
And you want that all the time. It's to remind, and I have to remind myself that, you know, yes, there are times that it's appropriate to go to Google and there's times that it's going to take me more practice. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not instantaneous always. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting, um, it, it, you know, mesh between, I think kind of between, between it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still, you know, kind of my, that rah, 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 rah is, is, you know, it's just like nobody accomplished anything overnight. You know, it Mm -hmm. takes, you know, it, you know, it's just, and I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think, you know, I never, I think kind of rambling, but when you're, when you're younger, you know, time is also a, thing that's a little bit harder to grab a hold of, I guess, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I think the thing to remember for people is, is that, you know, and you've had disappointment, successful people have disappointment. And like you said earlier, it's to not let your disappointment sink them, sink you down. Right. And so, you know, are there ever days where in your life, whether it was in your swimming career as a coach, you know, that you just, you know, in your career that you just wanted to pinch a tent and just let it sink you down <laughs> or that doubt oh, yeah. was too much. <laughs> I mean, it's some that, yeah, you come home and it's just like, you know, miserable, you know, to the point where you're just, you know, a lot of times you, you go to go to sleep and it's all this stuff is ruminating in your head and, you know, just like, forget it. I'm done, you know. And then when I wake up the next morning, it's like, okay. I'm not done. How am I, you know, so it's like kind of gives it time for all that to sink in and, and go away. And then you get up and it's like, how do I change it? How do I make it better? You know, because it's like it, giving up is easy. You know, mm-hmm. anybody can give up, mm-hmm. but getting back up on your feet, you know, I was had a, you know, you put your feet on the floor, you stand up and you get up and, you know, just, you know, the only way I know how to do it is to stand up and just, kind of go straight ahead and plow through it you know it's like figure it out and but every single time you know I do that you know what what, however I get through the other side the other side's always better even if when I'm in the middle of it I don't think it's going to be that way Mm -hmm. and you know I think you know though I think those you know the moments that you're going through those types of things Mm -hmm. are are is really when you're growing as a person as an athlete, as a student, as whatever it is, you know, you're, we learn through our mistakes. We grow through, through disappointment, through, through challenges. If everything was always smooth sailing, we wouldn't think we needed to do anything but keep sailing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I just don't think you grow when you're not challenged. And, and I don't know. I mean, that, that's, I, I, so I, I was like a lot of times, I, mean, I don't always welcome it. <laughs> and, and when you're in it, you're like, oh, I don't need to grow here, you know, <laughs> but it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm supposed, I need to pay attention because I'm supposed to be figuring something out here. You know, I'm like, somebody's got my attention here and I've got to, I've got to figure it out and, you know, getting through it. And, and, you know, it's, and it's not always fun. You don't always do it with a smile on your face, but if you, if you can get through that other, to the other side, and then you look back and you think, wow, you know, that helped me, you know, there's I said that silver lining, you know, I mean, and I think that's across the board, you know, just in life in general, you know, all the different hardships that people face, 
I, I, I'm a, a believer in that, you know, not destiny, but it's, it's your path. Mm-hmm. And that's the path you're on for a reason. And, you know, these, these, you know, obstacles or, or, you know, things that are put in your way are there to help you grow. Mm-hmm. And that's how I choose to, you know, to look at it. And that it will only make you stronger if you can kind of figure out what the lesson is and get through to the other side. But Jill, do you just ever have a pity party, even maybe for half an hour? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Trust me. I can be a good victim. <laughs> and, you know, and I think, you know, you, you have to catch yourself sometimes. You know, it's like, um, you know, recently I, I think I was I, – I bitter might be kind of strong. But, I mean, I was being a victim. You know, I'm a single parent. I've got a six-year-old. And I, you know, I got to the point where it's like, okay, you know, my life is like, you just, you know, it's like Groundhog's Day. Uh (laughs) You hit the button and it's like, you're doing, you know, you're getting up, you're getting your kid ready to school. He goes to school, you go to work, you come home, you rush home, you get him, pick him up, make sure he's got his homework done, cook dinner, you know, and it's just like this, this race to get everything done in the day, you know, and then you, then you do it again the next day and then the next day. And then, you know, finally you get to a Saturday and then you're so tired. You're just like, I just want to sit here. So, you know, and, and I think, you know, that you can, I, I felt like I was taken on, I'm like, you know, like that victim or that, you know, pity, pity me on this or pity me on that. And it's like, you know what, I've got an amazing life. I've got an amazing son. I've got, you know, great people around me. And it's like, you know, it's like if you can take the focus off of, you know, I don't know, kind of you and that poor, poor me look and then look broadly everywhere Mm -hmm. you know i mean and you know you it just so happened you know then you you watch the news and you see you know the 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 tornado victims in in these places that have had tornadoes lately and you're thinking oh you know i need to shut up here Mm -hmm. (laughs) because my life is good and and so i think i think i i think it's human nature for people to feel that way i think it's human nature for people to you know, feel like they're in a rut or to do this, but it, it, it's our, it's our job, our responsibility, you know, and, you know, it's like, we've got one life to live mm-hmm. and you're, you're driving, you're, you're writing your own history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so pull yourself up, figure, you know, figure out how can you switch it up? How can you make a change to make it different? How can you, you know, feel better about it, but you have control of that. So do it, you know? So it's like, okay, you know, trying to, you know, change my work schedule to where maybe a couple of days I'm getting home a little bit earlier. So I don't feel like I'm, I'm on that, like just, you know, breakneck speed to get everything in before it's time to go to bed, Mm -hmm. you know, or okay on this weekend, this is what we're, you know, make a plan to do something fun. You know, it's like, but I, I I think it's easy to get stuck in that poor me or, you know, well was me type of thing. And, you have to, if you have good friends around you, they can kind of, you know, snap a knot in your tail and get you out of it pretty quick if they're willing to, to, to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> they're willing to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they're willing to be honest. Yeah, and really good friends are, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I think that's helped me is, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, that's your first world problem, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll shut up now. So, you know, I mean, I think it's always... 
no matter where you are in life, <laughs> I think all you have to do is look out the window because somewhere else somebody's got it way, way, way worse than you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we, I think, lose sight of that sometimes. Yeah, and, and I know I've done this where I would tell myself these stories. I would go and compare and despair, and I'd tell myself these stories about other people and how great they had it, and poor me, right, just to yeah. add to my victim story <laughs> a little bit more. And then later I would find out that it the, the facade or the story that I had going on in my head was not their reality. Yeah, and that's true, too. Yeah, we always compare, you know, our worst day with everybody's front page, you know, mm-hmm. and... So we don't, you got to be careful, I think, when you do that, too. One of the things I used to tell my, you know, um, athletes, and they, I'm so sore, I'm so tired, and raw, you know, they go on and on. I said, you know what, I said, you know, why don't you go down to the children's hospital and just walk down, just walk down one hall, Mm -hmm. and then you come out and tell me how sore or tired you are. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like try to, you know, and perspective. I mean, perspective is everything. And I think everybody, you know, I mean, sometimes it feels good to sort of whine and complain. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think you, if you get stuck in, in that mm-hmm. mode, it becomes deadly. You know, mm-hmm. deadly in the sense that it can paralyze you or it can, it can make you just be miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. You can have a pity party, just don't pitch a tent and live there. Yeah, yeah. Because like, and that and that's the, that's the real, you know, that's really real for people who are successful. They may have their moments of pity parties, or you know, maybe it's an afternoon or whatever, but they don't pitch a tent and live there. Yeah. Okay. And 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 invite other people to join. <laughs> well, because that can happen, right? Yeah. And then we all sit around at our little pity parties and talk about you and, know, woe yeah. is us. And right. then you're still sitting there a year later, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, but. and then w- when you, with this drive to be better, and you, I've, you've he- I've heard you say this today, that it was really internal. Um, and it sounds like what I'm getting from you, Jill, is that you, you were pretty honest with yourself. Like, right, you would say, look, here, here are the things that I didn't do as well as I would have liked. Maybe it was a turn, whatever it may have been, right? And I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to hold myself with integrity when I'm at practice because I know these little things are going to be important to get the results that I want. So there's an honesty thing. And and did that help you with your drive to get better? Because you, you wanted it, but don't you find a lot of people are afraid to see how good they can be? Yeah. And I, th- I think, you know, I think, you know, personal accountability drives, you know, you know, I think kind of pushes you to that next level. I mean, if you, you don't, if you're not accountable for how you did or you want to kind of play the victim, I think it's really hard to, to get better because you get, you know, you, you don't have fuel to make you better. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I do think that the, you know, I, I used to always say, you know, in coaching, you know, you, you've got, you have people who have a lot of talent, Mm -hmm. but they just, they, they don't have that drive, that they don't have that, the, the, the ethic, the work ethic, the, the, that, you know, kind of that, that mental mindset that it takes to kind of just get it done. Mm-hmm. And then you've got people who, you know, will, I mean, they will like, you know, run through 
a rock mountain for you. They'll just do anything. They're just, you know, they'll, you tell them whatever it is, they'll do it. They just don't have all of the pieces in terms of talent to be the very best, but they're going to, you're going to get every ounce that they can give you. And then the, on the rare, there's not very many, but when you get the athlete who has them both, I mean, it's just like your, your job as a coach is easy because you're just really just <laughs> making sure that they stay on the path and, you know, you don't mess them up, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I used to always say, if I could just take, you know, this, whatever it is you have inside you and shoot it into these people who I see have the talent, you know, I'd be a genius, but I'd, you know, I'd, have, I'd also have a great team. Um, but, you know, you not, not every, you know, and I don't, I don't know if innate, I don't know what, you know, what it is, you know, you hear that and they've got it, you know, but you can just see in some people, you know, what they have and then they have the talent to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, it sounds like you have honesty, right? Cause you're willing to really look at it and swimming is a great sport because it's totally objective. It's a time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somebody, yeah. It's not because clock you sh- tells you what you did. <laughs> yeah. It's not because, you know, you schmooze with somebody or you, yeah. you know, you played on the right team and the judges like that team or that coach. It is a yeah. time. So, yeah. but, uh, but you're honest, but you also had the courage. And I think this is, this is the thing that people don't see in swimming because they'll say, Oh, it's an individual sport. But because it, in, in some ways, it's an individual sport, I disagree. I think it's a team sport. But because you stand on that block by yourself, you are, you are exposing yourself. You are really being vulnerable to see what, what you're made of. Yeah, but that's the point of sport. You know, it's like, <laughs> not for everybody, though. <laughs> I know, not for everybody. But it's because then because, is it because sport becomes something bigger than what sport really is? You know, it's like people like, the, you know, I've had kids, you know, athletes of mine. I'm so scared. I'm so afraid. I'm like, nobody's died here. I have never killed anybody <laughs> in practice, you know, or in a race. I'm so afraid. What are you afraid of? You're going to go down and touch that wall. You're going to turn around and come back and touch this wall. And you're going to come back and, t-. you know, it's like we make this, you know, it's, it's that, that, that fear that, you know, you put in your head and it's like, it becomes, you know, one little piece of sand becomes a giant boulder because we, we just take it to the next level and to the next level and to the, you know, it's like, so, you know, it's like if you reduce sport to what it is and keep it there and it's hard to do, this isn't easy stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like, are you, really, what are you afraid of? I mean, it's like, don't be ridiculous. So I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but I, I do, you know, I, I do know that that happens. I mean, I do know people, you know, talk themselves into or out of, you know, success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're and, afraid. Yeah. And I, I also know as a coach, it's really hard to get people to change that tape that they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, and I don't, you know, it'd be interesting to try to figure out how, how that gets, you know, how, how it's created and why it gets there and how, why it stays there. I mean, I don't know. Those are all. Well, I just, I think that we're such complicated creatures, right? I mean, even with all the science and all the research, you know, and the medical technologies that we have now, I mean, we can make, you know, artificial organs, but they're never as good as, you know, what, what we genetically make on our own. Yeah. Yeah, Create on our own. And, and so it's, it's, you know, I think sometimes, 
again, the secrets, like what is the secret of success or the secret of talent? I think it's a bunch of stuff. It's it's a recipe. And and I'm a person that's learning how to cook right now. I've never cooked. My husband's always cooked. But, you know, and I always thought, oh, it had to be perfect. And I'm, I'm starting to relax a little bit and realize, oh, well, you know, yeah. you can put this in or you can put that in. And it may take a, taste a little different, but maybe you like that or maybe it kind of tastes the same. And and that's where I feel like we're human beings. Uh-huh. So there's not just that one, you know, we all want Google. We want that one right answer, but there's not that one right answer. Yeah, yeah. And I, I would, yeah, there's, I'd say that's true. And I think there's some common, you know, common ingredients, mm-hmm. but, but I don't think there's an exact formula. Now, and so what do you think the common ingredients are for success? Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, uh, what do I think? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think it starts from within. I think there has to be a desire. There has to be a motivation inside you that it kind of drives you to where it is you want to go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, then, and then in addition to that, it, it's kind of the, the follow through, you know, it's like, um, you know, maybe in, I think, you know, the ability to not think you know it all. Mm-hmm. You know, so that there's there's room for learning, there's room for improvement. You know, there's obviously the drive, the commitment, the dedication. I mean, I think all that. You know, you, everybody says that. You know, drive, commitment, dedication. I mean, all. I mean, I think all that is is required to to keep you on track. Um, you know, I think you have to have a sense of. Uh, well, it's probably not an essential ingredient, but I, for me, it would be an essential, essential ingredient is, you know, the, the, uh, you know, to play, to have fun, to not take everything so seriously, you know, like, and, you know, and maybe that's, you know, you know, just keeping everything in perspective. And I think that helps you like let the, the hard things roll off your back mm-hmm. and not sink you. And, and, um, you know, I'm trying to, um, I think you know, I, I don't I don't even know that this is a word but at one point I had stick toitiveness. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you've got to be willing to kind of keep coming back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't believe and there's some people that you know are wildly successful, you know, right from the shoot. But typically not. I mean, typically, you know, the backstory is there, there was a lot of disappointment along the way that they that they learned from. So, is you know that drive and stick to itiveness is I think essential. Um, and I, I, you know, I I think you have to you have some sense of joy and fun in what you're doing as well. So how, I, how do you have joy and fun? Yeah. <laughs> Right. When, I mean, and I think parenting and being a swimmer are a lot alike. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, they are hard days. Yeah. They are hard and days. I used to always tell my, you know, um, in the talks I would do is like on the hard days, you know, um, you know, f- for me and swimming, the hard days, you know, you're in doing a set, people who don't beat you are beating you. You're hurting, you're hurting so bad. You just want to stop. I mean, it's just like, I can't do it anymore. Physically, you just, you just, you're sucking, you know, Mm -hmm. you're just not having a good day. And it's like, in my, my belief, my, my opinion has always been 
that on those days, if you don't quit, if you keep pushing forward and stay focused, like, you know, just you stay in it and keep giving 100%, those are really the days you get better. In my opinion, the days that it's easy, the days that you're winning or you're, you know, you, you know, you're hitting your pace times and it doesn't hurt and everything's perfect and blah, those are the easy days. You know, those are the days that don't require a whole lot of mental toughness from you. Mm-hmm. But on the hard days, the hard days where things aren't, you know, it's like everything just is hard. If you stay committed to your goal, you stay focused on what it is you want to accomplish and you keep giving 100%, in my opinion, those are the days you get better. And it was, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the work, the hard days with my, with my child, you know, if, um, you know, it's like, if you can, if I can remember <laughs> to, okay, step back, I mean, I'll stay <laughs> focused on what it is I want to have accomplished, but not like, you know, it's almost, I, I always try to feel like I'm, I'm always having to try to outsmart my six-year-old, you know. <laughs> how can I get you to do this without it being a fight with you thinking that this is a great idea? You know? <laughs> so it's, and on the days, you know, or maybe that kind of starts to unravel and we, you know, we're having a power struggle or something, you know, it's like, okay, it, for me, for me, the, the hard part is to, okay, let it go. And then let's try to figure out a different way we can accomplish, you know, you, what, you, what the end result you wanted to have. Um, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, he wants to go out inside play and you, and it's time to do your homework or, you know, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. these, these silly things, but you know, they can get big really quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I'm in that, in those regards, I, I would think, you know, you have to stay true, I think, to who you are as a parent and what, what you want to accomplish. And I think the gift in parenting is figuring out how to do it together and not it be a struggle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm still, I'm, that's, I'm working on it. I mean, it's, 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 it's um, some days I feel ill-equipped to be a parent mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wonder, you know, it really makes me just marvel at how well my parents did, you know, even though at the time I probably didn't think they were doing, doing doing well, you know, when you're in the middle of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Well, and I I like how you make the hard days better. Like the hard days are the, are these are the days that are going to get better. Right. So that's hard. And I'm really sucking at it, even with the parenting. And I do believe, like I have this belief that those hard days, you know, is, is both my kids and myself, my husband, whoever it may be that I'm, you know, having those hard days with there's, we're growing from those hard days. Right. Right. And, and you're learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're learning about yourself. You're learning about your child or your husband or, you know, whatever the case you're, you're, it's a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, but it's, you know, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when you, but when you think of it in the terms of these are the, these are the days that are making me better. It sure may, it can help us you know, changed, like you said, the tapes in our store, in our head of, yeah. oh, poor me, right? It's like, okay, this sucks. I don't really want it, but yeah. this is going to make my life <laughs> But here better. it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, you know. and, I, and I think about that, like, you know, I have a 13-year-old, so she's in seventh grade, and it's, it's not those, life isn't, you know, those black and white decisions are getting, becoming less and less, yeah. right? And so, and it's when, when you can make black and white decisions, it's really simple, but it's those hard decisions to make. 
yeah. and you're having to pull in a lot of different data to make a decision and that takes work and then that's what makes parenting hard sometimes and sucky because you're like i don't want to do all this work yeah but <laughs> it's like why can't i just push the easy button <laughs> yeah but it doesn't work but i one of the things yeah. that i've seen or you know experience is that okay those hard days make for more connection with my child right and maybe not in that moment but it but will. eventually, yeah. And yeah. I think it helps, and you know, so it, w- w- in in my case with the younger son, I think it helps connect the dots. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of, um, you know, not just consequences, but you know how life works. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, um, you know, life isn't easy, mm-hmm. and and you know, there are just lessons that you learn along the way, and hopefully teach, and you know. I don't know. It, it, <laughs> but I think that's important whether you're a parent, a coach, you know, um, you're leading people is that for people to realize that life isn't easy, right? Yeah. And that there's hard and it's okay because if there's hard, it doesn't mean that this isn't that you're a failure or you're bad. It's it's just it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. And what can, you know, one of the questions I always ask myself now is, you know, what can I learn from this experience? And that is able to help me turn my little pity party that I like to have and invite a bunch of people into, okay, now I need to look at it from a different mindset. What yeah. can I learn? And that will help me move forward instead yeah. of pitching a tent. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, any kind of obstacle and taking it and having it work for you as opposed to work against you, um, learning from it, growing from it, getting through it, you know, you're stronger on the other side. And, and I mean, I've, I've always believed that. Um, and it means like, yeah, to me, it's, just, I don't know, maybe a mantra to get through life is because like nobody ever said it was going to be easy. I mean, it's, it's life's hard and TV does. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. They wrap everything up in a solid 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And buy this car and you will be so yeah. happy. <laughs> And you too can have no. Yes. Um, yeah. And you know, there's. Yeah, I don't know any any sport. I don't know any. I don't know anything that you can do that you can be successful at, and not, you know, have it go through hard times. You know what I mean? Like I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, well, you're. I mean, okay. You're a Longhorn. <laughs> you're at the University of Texas, it's right? Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody looks at the Texas Longhorns and goes, "Wow," right? Because UT is the epitome of success, and mm-hmm. you know, now there may be your rival schools and would disagree with me, but you know, in general, right? Yeah. yeah. Is the path just golden at UT? No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like you know, it's yeah, it, it, you know. It, no matter where you go, you know, the people are working through things. People are trying to, you know, create and develop and make a great place. Mm-hmm. Um, but no place is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, you know, it's, I mean, that's just, you know, I think when people start thinking that is when you get into the problems that some places have, <laughs> you know, that, that they are, perfect or don't need, you know, I think the day that you think that you're perfect or that you don't need to improve or get better or, you know, learn, grow is the day you start going backwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, you know, 
you have to, I mean, anything moving, you know, or, you know, sitting still is going backwards because everything else is moving forward. And, you know, I, I think, you know, people think that, I think sometimes people think, and I think we said this at the very beginning, is, you know, that, well, it's, it, it was easy for you because mm-hmm. you, you won. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, how dare you? You know, mm-hmm. don't say that because that's not fair to me. You're taking away everything, all the work that I put into this. And basically, it was, I just did it because it was easy. And I think sometimes people think, you know, people think that, oh, well, you're just, you're just talented. You, you can, you can swim fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do believe I had a God given gift to, to swim in the water, but you have to take that gift and then work at it every day. Mm -hmm. And, and, and to, to, to get to be, you know, the best of the best. And so, you know, and I, I I think that's almost kind of like a, a victim mentality that some people have. Oh, well, you just have this. Mm-hmm. Or it was easy for you. Or, oh, you're just, you know, a great parent. You don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it sort of takes away the, the work and the effort that people have put into it to get to where they were. And and I but I also think and you can you're totally welcome to s- disagree with me but I think uh-huh. that it's a it's kind of a cop out it's like oh of course Jill you you're really talented and that's why you were able to accomplish so much and me I'm just a putz so I'm just not going to bother to try yeah right? yeah I, I definitely think it's a cop out for people to say that I mean you know it doesn't you know it's like I think it's a cop out and it's sort of de- I I feel like it devalues the work that I put in to get where I was. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean even though I was and I totally agree I was given, you know, a gift to to swim. Mm-hmm. Um but I had to, you know, I, like I said I had to take that gift and hone it and and get it to where it was. Me just laying in bed, oh yeah, I can swim real great, you know. <laughs> just put me up there, coach, you know. It's not going to get me to where I got, mm-hmm. you know, and now granted there might be somebody else who doesn't have that same, you know, that same gift, but they can still work, work hard. Like I worked hard and get to, to, to be the best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, you know, and for me, that's what, you know, sport is all about. You know, you hear all the, I get frustrated, you know, these people who, who, who cheat and take drugs. It's like, that's not sport. You know, it's like you're taking all, you know, you're not all, you're devaluing other people because now they don't know how good they could have been. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're supplementing your own, you know, I guess self-worth or, you know, whatever performance. And it, 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 it ruins things on both sides. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're not just, you know, doing it to yourself. You're doing it to everybody else because nobody can be able to match themselves and see what a fair sport would have been. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's well, I kind of off topic there, but no, I don't think it is. I, I think it's important for people to, you know, uh, to show up and see what, I mean, my show is about the possibilities, right? And these uh-huh. interviews about looking at the windows of possibility. So if this is possible for you, it's to ask themselves the questions of, well, what is possible for me? Right. right. And, 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 you know, you were part of the transition of Title IX and, and you really saw the effects of that. Um, but one of the things that I think, you know, people are saying that the rise of sports and popularity is that you have young girls who go, oh, 
well, I could be that. I could, you know, look at that. They're a professional women basketball player. Well, we don't have that so much now, but right? yeah, it's like you, but, you see but that. But the opportunity and you see it as, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, why not me? Or, you know, if you set yourself around people who aren't pitching tents, but who are moving forward, you, if you can look at it from a growth mindset of, well, if that's possible for them, or if you have a friend and you go, well, if my bozo friend can do that, yeah. then why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think those are really important things for people to look at and say, how can I show up with courage and honesty and not not to think of myself as if I don't achieve it, that there's something wrong with me. It's right. if I don't achieve it, well, what else can I do? Yeah. Right. And and knowing that, I mean, the thing I love about swimming is, is that there's always somebody better than you. There really is. I yeah. Mean, you know, maybe in that moment, okay, you got a gold medal, but then there's somebody that's going to chase after you. Right, right, right. And then wants to beat you. So uh -huh. you don't just get to sit there and be on that platform forever. You know, yeah. it, it's always going to be changing. Yeah. Sit there eating bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I, I remember telling a group of, of young kids, and this, um, this was back when Janet Evans was, mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, I mean, she is amazing. She still is amazing, but is when she was winning everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, ha I had their attention and I just said, you know, she will get beat, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I said, I love Janet. I mean, I, I mean, mm -hmm. Janet Evans is, is a wonderful human being, wonderful sport person, but, you know, I said, she will be get beat because somebody will come along that, that can beat her. Mm -hmm. And everybody's looking at me like, no way that'll never happen. And it's just like, you know, you know, and, and it, I wasn't taking anything away from Janet. It's just mm -hmm. that, that's how sport is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't stay in a vacuum <laughs> forever. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just, it was just interesting the, the the concept, you know, that was like, there's like, that's not possible. Yeah, no. And it's, I mean, but look at how fast everyone's swimming now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is crazy. Right. You're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's but, like, and that, I think that goes back to, um, something you said earlier, but there's there is a limitation on our minds on what we can see as possible, and so sometimes it's important, I think, just to let go of those stories and just go just very go. like in your body and just do what you can, and let go of the stories and see what you can create. And that uh -huh. that sounds to be you know the big my big takeaway, I guess, from this interview with you. Yeah, I mean, it's like it would be interesting. You know, like it's like if there wasn't a clock and you didn't have a time, like I mean, you or you maybe didn't know what was good. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting, you know, and and you had people out there competing, you know, what really what would be possible, mm -hmm. you know, because they wouldn't have that, that time barrier in their head maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's hard to, do. I mean, it's kind of a hypothetical, but I remember when the 50-meter freestyle was first starting to become an event, you know, that was recognized. I, I I didn't know my time, you know, and then we, I, I really didn't know what a good time for a 50 meter free was. Um, just because nobody swam it. I mean, it was mm -hmm. yards, I could tell you, but meters, we just, it wasn't really done. And we had a, a meet, it was, it was in 1980. And, um, you know, some people were trying to do like world record times. And, and so my coach was like, well, why don't you swim the 50 free? And I'm like, okay, that'd be fun. You know, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. And then I saw the race and I, you know, I looked up the time and I'm like, oh, I, I, I guess that's pretty good. And it, it turned out to be like the, you know, the fastest time in the world, <laughs> which I had no clue, you know, and I mean, it's, and I'm in college at this point. So I, mean, I was like, 
but I mean, it was like I had, because there was no like set bar ahead of me, you know, like I wasn't shooting to be, to, to go after a certain time. Cause I didn't know what that time was. You know, I was, it, it was, it was just kind of, I remember that just so vividly thinking, Oh, okay. You know, and I have not having a clue. And they're like, Oh, you just want the best time in the world. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, and just not having an understanding of what a fast time was for that or not. It, it was actually kind of, it was, it was, um, it was, it was, um, I don't know what the, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Now I would say kind of um it was nice. You didn't have I mean it was just like okay, I mean it was just so like free is kind of the word that comes mm-hmm. to my mind, you know, because it didn't it didn't really matter because I didn't know. Mhm. Uh, and yet it was, you know, the fastest time in the world. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Just, yeah, I mean I was just I mean it was it's just interesting how we can create our own little boxes and boundaries based on what other people have done. You know, well, there's a guest that I've had before. Her name's Byron Katie, and she really talks about the stories we tell ourselves. And one of the things that she says is that we create our own prison walls in our mind. You know, and when without a doubt, yeah. You know, and as you're talking, it's like, well, yeah, you were just very. It was. It was. You were in your body. You just swam, and there wasn't any parameters to even evaluate it, right? right. And, and, and that's in some ways, it's that, that naivety that you're talking about when you're young, you don't really know. Uh-huh. There's not these stories. You just, you get up, you race, you go run around your friends, have some licorice, you get up, you race. Yeah. There, there's, you know, like I remember when I get so stressed out at big, you know, meets in college and it was like, I just needed to, to kind of dumb it down and be a little eight and under yeah. instead of make putting so much emphasis on it has to be done this way it has to be done so perfectly right it was yeah. like, just get up and swim and yeah. see what see what you can create <laughs> and i think that's a great metaphor for life of you know okay we have all this information we have all this knowledge but there's also a part of life, what go go out there test it out try it be all in mm. yeah no i i i totally agree i mean it's um, I think a lot of times we limit ourselves in all areas, not mm-hmm. just sport. Um, you know, one of the, one of the, I think one of the things, and this is going to sound bizarre, but one of the things I think I do, you know, it's like when I get in a social setting and there's a lot of people that I don't know, I'm the most uncomfortable in that situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, instead of just going out and meeting people, because it's like, I, I probably never seen them again in my life. <laughs> you know, why not just get to meet them, enjoy them? And, and, and yet, you know, you have all these, like, crazy things going through your head. Like, well, what if they don't like me? Or what if they just, you know, what if I don't have anything to say? Or, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, just go do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you find when you do it, you know, you meet all these just great people with great stories and, and you know, but, yeah, it's just, it's funny the things that we... I think that we do to limit ourselves. Yeah. In some ways it's like, we just need to go back to, it's like Irma Bombeck, just everything you need to learn. You learned in kindergarten. <laughs> kindergarten <right>? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want to go play? Let's go play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all okay. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I have that same thing and people get, cause you know, I can lead a group of 200 people. It's not a problem. I can interview just about anybody. Right. And, um, and then you put me in a social situation. And I'm like, <gasps> Yeah, and he was like, this is so silly, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we just don't have a lot of practice in that other area like we do in some others. Yeah. 
<laughs> we need to go practice. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to more parties. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you're already full life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Jill, thank you so much for being a guest today and, and sharing, you know, your thought process and your own experiences and stuff. I really appreciate that. For oh, no, here. you're more than welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us at How She Really Does It. Each week, I try to bring inspiration, empowerment, and entertainment for you. Each show has a takeaway, something you can implement to take those steps forward in your own journey. I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me at my website at www.howshereallydoesit.com and sign up for my weekly newsletter to get insider information as well as each podcast delivered directly into your inbox. Have a great day, and I'm smiling big for you. Early morning, fog is lifting. She's in a rowboat on a lake. She is dreaming. She is drifting. Never been so wild.